0: Before this legislative session kicked off, it looked like lawmakers were positioned to make sweeping changes to Act 250, Vermont's signature land use law. They came to Montpelier with an influential proposal in hand, which called for loosening Act 250 regulations to boost housing development in some areas, while strengthening rules for building insensitive habitats. But nearing the midpoint of the session, the path forward for major Act 250 change looks murky. Here to tell us more for this week's edition of the Capital Recap is housing and infrastructure reporter Carly Berlin. Hey, Carly. Hey, Mary. Set the scene for us a little bit. What was this influential Act 250 proposal and how has it set the terms for debate in Montpelier so far?
1: So this proposal, it it came out of a working group made up of lots of different stakeholders in the Act 250 universe. So regional planners, environmental engineers, housing proponents. This group convened at lawmakers' request to essentially hash out a compromise on how to move forward with modernizing Act 250, this law that has guided development in Vermont since 1970. In this group, they, they came out with a consensus. Their report said, let's chop up Vermont into a series of tiers that would essentially govern how certain areas are treated under Act 250. Essentially, that would mean giving some downtowns and villages with the quote-unquote capacity for growth exemptions from Act 250. The idea here being remove a barrier for new housing development. And in other quote-unquote ecologically important natural resource areas, review under the law would become automatic, basically saying some areas are so environmentally sensitive that just putting a shovel in the ground should trigger Act 250.
0: And the report they released?
1: It was light on the details. It left a lot of room for interpretation from lawmakers. And they have responded with a lot of bills. Mary, I've got a thick stack of these drafts on my desk right now. And they all take some some different and sometimes competing approaches here, which makes it hard to predict what a potential final compromise might look like. Here's how Senate President pro tempore Phil Baruth put it to me earlier this week.
0: I would say there are many irons in the fire. What, what might be maddening for people outside the building is trying to follow and, and sequence those bills. I feel for them because I'm having difficulty myself. Well, it sounds like quite a lot for you to sort through, Carly. So uh, could you help us understand some of the different proposals that are out there? And where are the points of tension?
1: Yeah, so one of the big points of tension here is how should the boundaries of these new Act 250 tiers get decided? One bill, H-687, coming out of the House Environment and Energy Committee, it proposes creating something called a planned growth area. Basically, municipalities could apply for this designation with the state. And if they get it, development there could bypass Act 250 review. But this approach, it it has its critics. Governor Phil Scott has called the Act 250 exemptions in that bill narrow, stringent and geographically limited.
0: Okay, I think I've got it. But uh, one take on this Act 250 tier system that's too narrow for some. Do any of the other bills that you're tracking take a different tack here?
1: They do. So another bill to watch here is S-311. It was advanced by the Senate Committee on Economic Development, Housing and General Affairs in mid-February. It actually punts on defining the new tiers in state law right now and instead would give the state some more time to set up this tier system and get some more public input on it first. But in the meantime, it would put in place some pretty significant interim exemptions for the next 5 years in areas that have zoning and utility infrastructure. Senator Keisha Hinsdale, who chairs this committee, says that choice is meant to encourage more housing development now, while a longer Act 250 rulemaking process plays out. She says while other bills floating around the statehouse right now would place more rules on building in flood-prone areas, Vermont needs to allow more growth outside those risky places so people have a place to go. If we're going to move people out of those areas and onto dry, safe ground, we're going to need to build to scale in populated areas without building right along the rivers.
0: Okay, what can we expect the next steps to look like here then?
1: We can likely expect both of these bills to end up in the Senate Natural Resources and Energy Committee later this spring, which has its own bill aimed at tackling Act 250 reform. But who's counting? I caught up with Senator Chris Bray, the chair, who says the committee will need to work on reconciling all the different takes on this basic Act 250 tier framework. When we have all the ingredients on the table, then we'll start cooking completely. It's going to get hot in the kitchen. So I've got my work cut out for me watching what plays out here. But I'll say what I'm hearing from the folks who participated in that working group, the one that came up with this consensus on Act 250 ahead of the session, is that they hope lawmakers hew to their compromise and move forward with changes to the land use law that both allow for more housing and stronger environmental protections.
0: Report for America Corps member Carly Berlin covers housing and infrastructure for VT, Digger, and Vermont Public. Carly, thank you so much for breaking this all down for us today. Thanks, Mary. And you can find more coverage from our team of legislative reporters at our website, vermontpublic.org.